Happy Friday! I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news of the week, how to think about it, and most importantly, what the hell you can do about it. I'm so excited to share that we're finally on YouTube, where either you're watching this, or it's where you can find the weekly newsletter, our deep dive combos, and even shorts. There's so much to come there, and the link to listen and subscribe is right in your show notes. Once you're there, or here, I guess, please hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter every Friday, plus my conversations with the world's smartest people on most Mondays. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. The link is in your show notes, or if you're watching us on YouTube, in the description below. A quick PSA. Any is 100% independent and mostly reader-supported. The newsletter is free to all, but to pay it forward and support our work, and to get weekly deep dive essays from me and guests, to connect with other listeners like you, and get an invitation to our community in the delightful comment section, please consider becoming a paid member. Visit importantnotimportant.com slash membership to become a member today. It's Friday, October 7th, 2022. In climate change news, it's hell of a time to be involved in buying, having, or providing insurance. Both sides of actual insurance markets are undergoing the process involved in one of my top five favorite questions, what are you exposed to? In Florida, the answer is a lot. Hurricane Ian has made starkly clear what years of exposure risk, provider liquidations and departures, rate increases, non-renewals, and fraud should have made clear in the first place. Tack on what will be tens of billions in losses from Ian, and you understand how Florida and California are so similar. We've been letting, no, or encouraging, and often even enforcing, at times, people to build, own, rent, and live in areas threatened by climate impacts. It's complicated, and it's emotional. But knowing everything we know, at the very least, insurance should be drastically more expensive now in these places. A powerful signal that we shouldn't live here. But it hasn't historically been that way for a whole host of reasons, and state insurers of last resort, so the Citizens Property Insurance Corp in Florida, and the Fair Plan in Cali, and underpriced FEMA flood insurance have provided a peace of mind when, honestly, there shouldn't be, clearly. We have to ask hard questions. We have to make hard choices, especially when it comes to water, either too much or too little. I'll write more about insurance in an essay soon, but understand, wildfires, drought, sea level rise, and hurricanes like Ian are the costs we pay when we refuse to pay the real costs of a century of carbon emissions. Here's what we can do. Understand your flood risk and your neighbors with Flood Factor. It's a free tool to learn if your property has flooded in the past, is currently at risk, and how that risk is going to change over time. In COVID news, as the months get colder, two truths remain. One, it's COVID time. Two, it's baby-making time. Editor's note, to be clear, I'm not kidding. Literally no one loves babies more than I do. Back to the newsletter. Three years into COVID, wow, and a few hundred thousand years into walking upright, seasonality is a proven thing for both our favorite virus and conceiving humans. And that's why I'm here to share a meta-analysis of almost 82,000 people who were pregnant and received a COVID vaccine. Too lazy to read to the bottom, I think is what it's called. They lowered their chance of stillbirth by 27% and lowered the odds of adorable little babies ending up in the NICU by 12% compared to pregnant people who did not receive the vaccine. 
From the study, COVID-19 vaccination during pregnancy was not associated with increased risks of peripartum adverse outcomes, including preterm birth, small size for gestational age, low APGAR score at five minutes, cesarean delivery, postpartum hemorrhage, and chorioaminitis. Furthermore, COVID-19 vaccination during pregnancy was associated with lower risks of neonatal intensive care unit admission, intrauterine fetal death, and maternal SARS-CoV-2 infection. And this is all important because pregnant people were excluded from mRNA vaccine trials, or excluded from most trials. Vaccine rates among pregnant people and everyone are too low. And, quote, even asymptomatic SARS-CoV-2 infection was associated with higher risks of maternal outcomes, including preeclampsia and preterm labor. The timing couldn't be better. It's getting cold out, and while there's almost no way our next COVID winter is nearly as bad as the previous two, bad is relative. Anti-vaccine legislation's on the rise, and there's still so much we can do. Get boosters, wear masks, improve ventilation, and expand paid leave to protect each other. According to one study, about 90,000 of us, to wager a guess. Behind door number two, more long COVID and missed work, swamped healthcare systems, and a flu that might kick our ass three years after going MIA thanks to masks. So weird, I know. As always, all we can do is all we can do. And how we respond in this moment is all we can do. Here's what we can do. Stock up on masks, get your boosters, and bring your parents, your kids, and your friends with you. In food and water news, I want to provide some context behind the White House's recent and historic nutrition conference. 53 years after the last conference, when Richard Nixon... The same guy who started the EPA, I know, spun up, among others, the invaluable special supplemental nutrition program for women, infants, and children. We're entering our third pandemic winter with lots to answer for and lots of mouths to feed. I've spent hundreds of words arguing for the FDA to be broken up, and that's because they do a shitty job administering 80% of the foods we eat, but also regulating the entire pharmaceutical industry, the same industry that now pays most of their bills. It's untenable. It's easy to focus on food insecurity, a situation that is fucking ridiculous and yet entirely inevitable in a country as wealthy and inequitable as this one. But as horrific as it is, the truth is more Americans die of diet-related diseases from the food we do have than the food we don't. That's how big our food problems are. And yet, lots of American kids and adults simply don't have enough food. Groceries are 10 to 15% more expensive than a year ago, and with pandemic emergency funds almost depleted, the share of households experiencing food insecurity is ticking up again after dropping in 2021, mirroring the increased demand at food pantries. Besides inflation, though, it's really helpful to take another big step back to try and understand why more people and families are having trouble affording food. Here's a few potential answers. Well, almost 150,000 American kids have lost a parent to COVID. Truly, what the fuck are we doing? Millions of older people retired, and retirement is not cheap. We let the enormously successful child tax credit lapse, and free school lunches that raise test scores are coming to an end. Here's some good news. The conference may bring some big wins, like the last one. More grocery retailers, for example, are starting to offer SNAP recipients online shopping every month. Three million SNAP households shopped online as of July, which the USDA called a substantial increase from March 2020, and it is because in that time, 35,000 SNAP households used it. So overall, we're in a mixed bag. What's next? I'm excited about a lot of the things that have been proposed, but it'll take years of hard work from all of us 
before anything Biden proposed truly comes to play. And as the many proposals require congressional action, it's on us to put people in place who will do just that. Here's what we can do. You can feed people tonight and every month with a recurring donation with our friends at Feeding America. In health and bio news, the more we find out about wildfire smoke, the worse it gets. Just over a year ago, what is time? I hosted a fantastic conversation with Dr. Mary Prunicki from Stanford regarding the dangers of smoke exposure. Dr. P knows more about the subject than just about anyone, and my takeaway was, it's bad, but we don't know how bad yet. Here's some updates. The life expectancy for firefighters is 10 years less than the average person. Wildfire smoke has more or less erased progress on clean air. Researchers found a 27-fold increase over the past 10 years in the number of Americans experiencing a extreme smoke day. Areas with a higher percentage of indigenous residences experienced up to three times more frequent and severe fires. New research details how wildfire smoke exposure affects pregnancies. People of color are 61% more likely than white people to live somewhere with at least one failing air quality grade. And soot nanoparticles were found in the organs of fetuses in the womb, which is quite the accomplishment, and it's babies. And finally, researchers found test scores in English language, arts, and math dropped significantly during school years, even at low levels of smoke exposure, and that test score impacts grew as students' smoke exposure worsened. The impact on test scores nearly doubled when students were exposed to heavy smoke during the school day compared to the weekend, underscoring previous studies suggesting that air pollution impacts are particularly harmful for younger students. The study also revealed greater impacts for third to fifth graders compared to 6th to 8th graders. Here's what we can do. Obviously, numero uno is decarbonize everything, everywhere, all at once, but also know your daily risk. I use Purple Air outdoor monitors and consult the map every day. In computer science news, in the 13 years after Iran's Green Revolution, mass protests that reached across the globe, at least in part by way of early Twitter, dissent has riled the Islamic Republic again, this time after the tragic death of Masa Amini. New tools from Jigsaw VPNs from Google to Instagram and WhatsApp and even maybe SpaceX's Starlink are technically available. Starlink, of course, requires special on-the-ground hardware, which good luck getting that in. All these things are available to the young women and others so bravely standing up for basic freedoms. The Iranian government has retaliated this time by shutting down internet services, cutting off those vital tools and networks at the source. In response, the U.S. doubled down on sanctions, but simultaneously, the Treasury authorized U.S. technology companies to offer the Iranian people more options of secure outside platforms and services. Awesome. Here's what we can do. Follow, amplify, and donate to the Center for Human Rights in Iran, a collection of journalists, researchers, lawyers, activists, writers, multimedia specialists, and advocates based around the world who support the basic rights and freedoms of the Iranian people. Finally, Here's 10 things from my notebook. Cars are computers now, so car makers are feeling safe from cyber hacking, right? Greenwashing tangles with the $22 million debt market. I'm sure it's fine. Facebook warned a million users that they'd installed password-stealing apps. Boston Dynamics pledged not to weaponize their robots, and here we go. What fossil fuels are in your essential oils? How to build solar out west without trashing the land? How monstrous tobacco companies marketed menthol to women and black people. A genetic predictor for cancer may not work for patients with African and Asian ancestries. We gotta do better. These are the new blood groups. And finally, what the hell does it mean that the universe is not locally real? 
And my God, did that article trip me out. That's the news for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's news and tips straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.